and welcome to another episode of the Shady Non-Conform Show. Today on the show, I have with me someone special. He's a producer, songwriter, artist, music producer, and composer. He is also a mixing and mastering engineer. He owns an entertainment company called Jab Nation, which houses both his production work and serves as a digital record label. He has produced for artists such as P-Square, Dare, Awilo, Capital Femi, Shaman, Idusabdu Karim, to name a few. I have with me the one and the only VTech. Welcome to the show, VTech. Hi, 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 hi. We can't hear you now. Hi, hi, hi. <laughs> well, 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 I was worried about talking with the outside voice. Uh, you want you to know. do, what's the word? Yeah, the, the pimp game voice. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh that's been catching ladies. <laughs> yeah. So welcome to the show. Thank you so much for doing this with me. Yeah, I appreciate it. Yeah. So it is December 31st. Do you have any New Year's resolution? Because tomorrow is New Year's Day. Yeah, actually. Oh, well, for me, 20, 2017 is, um, um, I like to, I've called it. Mm-hmm. The year of awesomeness. Okay. For a good reason. Mm-hmm. You know, I've had quite an interesting 2015, 2014, 2015, 2016. Okay. You know, I like to describe those years as the internship mm. of life. Okay. So 2017 is the year, you know, it happens. Okay. Good. Big. Awesomeness. Yep. That's great. Cool, cool, cool. All right. So can you tell us a bit about, because obviously VTech is your production name. Yes. Who is, what is your passport's name? Who is VTech? Um, actually, VTech mm-hmm. is the acronym for my four names. Oh, Yes, I was born with my stage name. Oh. Um, my first name, Victor. Okay. My second name, which is Taiwari, okay. which is Bielsa. Okay, I heard you're born Bielsa. Yes. Then um, my E, the E uh-huh. is Inakeme. Inakeme. Which is you know, Edu. Okay. Because mom sees Edu. Right. And then my surname is Kodos. K-P-O-U-D-O-S-E. Oh, so yes, you just so, merged everything together. Yes, I just, bah, ah. and it became VTech. Yeah, then, then I stuck the awesome at the other end because, yeah. you know, being that I'm kind awesome. of awesome. Yeah. You are awesome. Yes. Yeah, so. We're not, you know, we're, we're, we're affirming stuff into our lives. We're not, yep. we're, we're not, we're not qualifying them. Yeah. You know, so it's like, you are awesome. That's cool. So, mm. Victor... Tariwari, which is house of love. That's oh. what it means, actually. You know, and then Inakeme is is kind of like the the cliche Chinese chosen one. Oh, yes, the <laughs> one we've been waiting for. Okay, and then you know my son in Okay, what does your yes. son mean? Um, it's 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 a weird way they describe it, but mm-hmm. basically what it means is all the old things, all the you know the woes, the pains are gone. Thrown over, you so know. You have a really lovely name that's deep. Yep. Well, thank you for that, you know, brief background on what your name means. So, yeah. what? where did you go to for primary school, secondary school, uni? Can you tell us a bit about that? Um, I, first of all, I was born in Lagos, okay. you know, and I'm from a family of three. That's minus Popsi and Momsi. Oh, you're the only child? No, actually, okay. I'm the second. Okay. I have a younger sister oh, and an elder brother. Okay. You know, so we're three. And um, my primary school education was pretty much, uh, there's a school called Bessie. We call it Bessie, but it's actually Bessie International School. Right. Back in the day, um, we used to live in, I don't know if you know where Oshodi is. I know Oshodi. Exactly. We used to live there. My grandma, so we kept the family kind of close. Mm-hmm. You know, I did primary school. Then I did Igbobi College okay. for secondary. Mm-hmm. And then um, stopped somewhere. And then we moved when I lost my mom, we moved. Yeah, we moved, and um, I went to another private school called Lynx. Okay. And that was where I, you know, graduated 
you know, high school, secondary school. Yeah. And I didn't do university for almost five years. Mm -hmm. Then I got into Unilac, oh. you know. What is Unilac people? Yes, but no, I, I didn't <laughs> qualify because I didn't stay long enough. I actually dropped out. Why did you drop out? Twice. Twice? Yep, I got in twice and I left twice. The first time, it was around the time I really started doing, like I'd been doing production work since 2005. Okay. Yes. since That's pretty much when I was in, I think, SS2. Oh, okay. We're getting better. Yes. 2005. Yes, I hope I'm getting date wrong because I keep, you know, Mixing flipping it in my head. Okay. But when I started Studio Duties, it was 2006. Mm. You know, so I had been doing production and then I thought, okay, I could get into school, but I did, I got into part-time and that was the same year I started really doing production alone, you know, mm -hmm. met with, um, at the time, the guy that used to work with the band right. and he was trying to get me on their label because, you know, the whole, the band thing going solo just really kicked and I had started my own small studio, which was actually a garage an empty big car garage mm. with the mic and a small booth. So, you know, the pressure of doing it was hard because, yes, I was also working as in-house engineer for a studio. Okay. So it was like a day job school. And furthermore, I um I applied for diploma part-time. And in my class, we were like maybe six. Oh, wow. So you can imagine how wacky it is sometimes when you show up there's nobody there yeah. and the lecturers are like you know well maybe just just you know just read you know if you can or move change courses you know so <laughs> in the end i just went you know what do this on my own you know and you know i've not regretted it because i mean i'm pro school mm -hmm. but i also encourage people to know what they want to do with sure. their lives really mm -hmm. i mean i figured that a long time ago that's pretty much the yeah. summary right, of yeah. university. Yeah. yeah, cool. So, can you take us a bit back? Because I know you touched on that a little. Um, can you talk about your musical background? How did you start producing? And what gave you the motivation to stay with producing? Do you play any instruments? Okay. Well, first of all, I grew up in the home where music was allowed. You know, Mom C was, she used to work in Night Post, mm. you know, and she was like a director. So, they would do all those whole yearly albums all those things and she was a part of it mm -hmm. you know i grew up on a lot of music i mean carly simon you know oh. my dad is a reggae head my dad's it. you know <laughs> so that one is already set to yeah. you know the reggae yeah, heads yeah, at the time yeah. you know mm -hmm. and um i did a lot of african music as well okay. you know we really grew up knowing okay this is where music is from mm -hmm. when you think of good music when you think of sane music when you talk about content this is the base. Mm -hmm. From here, you can go. Of course, they, are, they were very, you know, fishy about the idea of, you know, not sure if being a producer or a musician was a good idea. Because mm -hmm. at the time, I mean, musicians were not balling. Exactly. You know, but... It was like we, a sin. <laughs> yes, we grew up in that home. And from the get, I've always been a music guy. You know, I, I, I wanted to tell this. I, I, I used to take, like, like the cassette, mm -hmm. you know, the side that's empty. I've put a pen in it. And start, you know, doing the turning and singing mm. and then, you know, transfer the tape here and turn it back mm. like this idea and this yeah. idea. That's how much I was into it. Yeah. I used to do a lot of drawing. You know, we, we did a lot of singing in the house. But I was just the art guy. Mm -hmm. So art. your house was one of music. Yes, music. yes. Music, 
art generally. My mm -hmm. pops was an amazing artist. He was an amazing writer, still is, you know. So we just grew up around all that stuff. Mm -hmm. It wasn't weird. Mm -hmm. So I grew on that. And then down the line, I got the first piano, which was taken away by my uncle. Why? Still drive-by shootout situation with him. Actually, not that. It's just figurative. But <laughs> I was like, why your uncle <laughs> do drive-by? <laughs> no, it's actually just me going, look, um... I want to do this. Mom, she wasn't too sure, so Popsy bought the keyboard. Uncle plays in church. Oh, let's borrow it for one week. One week became like till today. Mm. And going further after high school, when my stepmom and my dad now figured, oh, this guy is not going to stop doing music. So they reversed the university pressure to music school pressure. Mm. That's where I went to Museum Center. That's where I really started playing the piano. Mm -hmm. You know, then I went to Peter King. So I've been around in terms of, okay, music. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, I played the piano. You know, I mess around with the guitar, but nothing extravagant. Mm -hmm. But piano is my guy, yeah. my girl, my, my homeboy. Yeah, <laughs> And, of course, I sing as well, you know. I mean, yeah, we know you're an artist. We get to that later. Yeah, so. yeah. So, so basically, I... I my music background is rich. I mean, really rich. Mm -hmm. And my folks were in, um, they were advocates of develop yourself. Okay, you know this. You can stay with it. Mm -hmm. So I'm very much in touch with the old school. I love the old school mm -hmm. music. Mm -hmm. I really do. Like, that bad. I still have maybe like 100 plus of their records. And I lost a few hundreds. Like old school music. So when you say old school music, what do you mean by old school music? Wow. Well, I'm not going to say Michael Jackson. That's just cliche. <laughs> that's, no, that's, that's not cliche. old school. That's not even that old school. But, you know, first of all, folks where they did a bit of classic music. So mm. I had exposure to, you know, people like the Art Tatums, mm. the early guys. You know, Art Tatum was an amazing pianist. You know, the Nat King Cole. Yeah. That was the very first time. I mean, as a kid, I already knew who Harry, um, Harry Belafonte was. Yes, yeah. You know, and that's not awesome. because of We Are The World. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so I grew on that stuff, you know, I did, I touched on rock, you know, mm -hmm. I mean, the Janis Joplin, so, yeah. you know, did it with Led Zeppelin, it was for me, but there were no limits, mm -hmm. you know, there were no limits, and um, of course, the Stevie Wonders, mm -hmm. the Ray Charles, yeah. you know, you know, I, I guess I just knew a lot of music from the old, mm -hmm. so if I hear it, it's nostalgic yeah. and i'm not that old <laughs> so it's just funny when yeah. i'm you know but that's because of the folks mm -hmm. you know the music for me was from the source mm -hmm. that's what i'd call it you know yeah. the gospel music the my mom was edu mm -hmm. her grandma was core edu i mean i meet people when i say oh have you heard of benji they're like who is benji that's like a classic edu musician like mm -hmm. i grew on that stuff mm -hmm. there were no oh victor that is Teddy Pendergrass. Mm. You will listen to five of his records I remember. You know, it was <laughs> yeah. just a music. Oh, what's that? Oh, mm -hmm. the Bee Gees. Ah, nice. Yeah. Ah, Dolly Parton. Oh, Carly Simon. Yeah. You know, it all got in. That's and awesome. I learned at that early stage that music is not just the words or the business and all. That came later. Mm -hmm. It's also the intent, the mm -hmm. emotion behind mm -hmm. it, you know. And of course, when I mean, um, um, Emotions. I mean, okay, now that I create, I know you cannot detach yourself from what you do, mm. no matter what you do, musically. So I, my, my background is rich. I, I wish I could sum it all up, but mm -hmm. I can't because it's a lot. Shout out to your mom and dad for like yeah. giving you a well-rounded yeah. musical experience of 
being exposed to different genres of music because mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of times not every not every child or children have the opportunity to have parents who expose them to, expose them to a wealth of yeah. genres of music. So yeah. like look at you, look at you. Yeah, shout out to the folks. <laughs> shout out to the folks. You know? Yeah, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. So now I want to go to since you already know Joplin, all these awesome people. How did how does that influence your music production process? How do you go about creating? your beats okay um as a producer Mm -hmm. i'd say um really there is um there is not um a lot of how do i call it i can't call it there's a i can't say there's a process Mm. i like i said music what what my folks did with art which is what i encourage people to do i just say this real quick Mm -hmm. i find a lot of practitioners of the arts they are very stuck up they are proud and all that stuff and i'm like fine there's character issues in humans you know we all work become better people but you see with music you cannot become i like to call it an adult music is like a child Mm -hmm. music as a person is like a child he sees candy he wants candy Mm -hmm. he sees you know sticks he wants to put in his mouth you know yeah basically he wants to be free Mm. so i grew up like that and that's the way i make music i can be here right now having this podcast and there's an idea that starts to torment it has nothing to do with what i've experienced gone are those days when it was about feeling bad or feeling good Mm -hmm. at the end of the day for me creativity is freedom Mm. and freedom is almost like that do what you will you know mantra which i'm not a fan of in the context it's used Mm -hmm. but in the arts i am because you know music the process of conceiving the idea the conception is born out of anything it's Mm. not tied to an emotion or an experience rather it's actually tied to an emotion and of course i have a studio so when i have these ideas you know i turn on my pc pull out my keyboard you know there's a few people that are always around when i work sometimes they're also songwriters Mm -hmm. singers as well so for me the process is there's no trail. There's no there's no roots mm. for me. It's not one-dimensional. No, not at all. There are times I just make music myself. There are times I have to run it by even the random guy that's just a friend that's, okay, hey, listen, how do you feel? Mm-hmm. Oh, good. And then I go back in the studio. I've had songs that I finished in minutes. I've had songs that took me weeks, you know. Mm-hmm. So there's no process mm-hmm. per se. Yeah. It's just think it, sit down, do it. Cool. see it through yeah sometimes do you see yourself um in that stream of consciousness when you are creating a song because i know that you said that there's no that's, there's no one dimensional process but i asked that question because i was listening i was watching this um interview with miguel and he was interview they were interviewing him and the guy who was interviewing miguel said that how does he go about creating music and he said that sometimes creating music can be just by stream of consciousness he gets into the studio and he literally the music literally just flows out of his mind and sometimes like you said it can take hours it can take days to create what he's trying to create so sometimes do you feel like you have more of the stream of consciousness or it's more of it takes a while to get there actually for me it's it's actually the the stream of consciousness thing Mm -hmm. because i mean it's so bad that right before i perform sometimes i am thinking of a song Mm -hmm. i hear the gen maybe when you're playing the keyboard mm. you know because generators are mm. best friend mm. considering you know certain Tragic. factors yeah Tragic. so uh 
for me it's just it's it's like my my brain mm -hmm. my ears mm -hmm. it's picking up stuff from anything mm, yeah. it almost doesn't make sense a lot of times that I, I i find myself just randomly mm -hmm. laughing mm -hmm. and it's because even i think oh this is silly let's try yeah it doesn't even have to be about me coming to the studio all right but mm -hmm. being in here is once it comes it goes in yeah. a lot of times i just listen to people talk and that that thing they said inspires you know oh we could talk about that mm -hmm. or oh, i could make a production like one song i heard so you know for me it's it's so broad i i can't wrap myself around it mm -hmm. i've been inspired straight out of an argument and i made a song in maybe two hours and then i've had the most peaceful points in my life where i couldn't even produce mm -hmm. for weeks mm -hmm. so it's it's for me it's now i'm just in that place where it's just there mm -hmm. it's just there yeah. I, I want to feel love. I want to make it. Boom. I was, I, was, I was joking with a friend. I said that every time I talk about the um, creative process, I remember like being in the car with a friend. And he's like, literally, Shadi, pull over. I'm like, what? I'm, I was doing like, where? Maybe someone's like trying to attack me. And he's like, no. Brought out his phone and he just began to like hum into the phone. He's like, I need to I need to catch this. I need, if I don't catch it now, if I don't say it now, I'm going to forget. So yeah. it's just very interesting. I, actually, um, I'm, I'm guilty of not doing, doing that, that. Oh, not doing this that. because mm. yes i do it sometimes but i mean i just had a wonderful idea this morning mm. and i can't remember the idea mm. because of course it just came and i was doing a whole bunch of stuff in mm -hmm. the house and i was like oh now i won't forget I yes did. human factor <laughs> kicks in yeah. you know but that's just the way it is mm -hmm. for me it's just it's it's like when people say oh vtech i would like to have your brain like you don't want that <laughs> It's not a good idea. Mm. <laughs> you know, it's not quiet in there. <laughs> I feel like it's that whole thing as human beings. Like, we want what other people have. And yeah. We're yeah. not content with what we have. So. Yeah, trust me. Ah. <laughs> okay, so you talked about the music production process. Can you tell us what types of software and tools that you use when you create music? Okay. Um, for me, I like, for one, I started with Cubit. No, actually, I started with Audacity, which was just mm -hmm. a music editing software, mm -hmm. not really for recording, but I did recorded it. Mm -hmm. Then I moved to Magic's, okay. Magic's Music Maker at the time, okay. and I found Fruity Loop. That's when I really yeah, started. Yeah. Yes, you know. <laughs> yeah. Now, of course, when I heard about Fruity Loop, it was the Lena software. Mm -hmm. Isn't it ironic? Because every big song I made was from Fruity every single one if i've made 20 in my entire career maybe about two are from other software mm -hmm. okay now i did fruity loop i started working in the studio they were using reason and you know cubase mm -hmm. but i always had my eyes on pro tools mm -hmm. i knew i was going to go to pro tools so right now my workflow fruity loop pro tools which fruity one, loop which pro tools Actually, I like both, but I like to separate them. Mm -hmm. I, if, when I want to do my beats, I do them in Fruity. I do all the, the all the music in fruit, um, Fruity Loops. Mm -hmm. Then if I want to do certain technical things like maybe um, automations, you know, all the fancy effects, I just leave it to Pro Tools. So Pro Tools is my editing, mixing, and mastering flow. Mm -hmm. Fruity Loop is my production flow. You know, yeah. even in yeah. my head, that's the way it's segregated. Mm -hmm. They don't cross. Yeah. I've had to make productions in, you know, Pro Tools, but the workflow is not the same because I didn't start with it, you know. And I think the office in my head just knows, okay, the department of production is yes. Fruity Loop, yeah. department of yeah. everything else is 
yeah. you know and then of course i have all these beautiful plugins that really make our work great like you know um one i love the ik multimedia t-rex plugins okay. a lot of people use t-rex alone but i like to use it in pro tools okay. and i came to find that every software one way or another has its own unique tonal character mm. you know like the new cubis 7a it's really warm and then back in the day, I used to use Nuendo 2. Nuendo 2 was very edgy. So the, the for me, Pro Tools is just the middle point. Mm-hmm. So when you, you know? say like it was one was warmer, was one was edgy. How does that affect the production of the music? Actually, one... actually, it's just signal flow. Okay. You get when you do things like mastering, that's where you really start telling. Because when you master some some maybe it's just the GUI, maybe it's just the interface that programs your mind to here mm-hmm. and work a certain way but when I, i've worked with all the softwares the only one i've not really worked with is logic because okay. i'm not the mac person yeah. <laughs> you know <Me> yeah <laughs> so i i've worked with all of them they have characteristics that make them wonderful for stats but in the end they are just tools you know yeah. they are just tools so by the time you get into it it doesn't matter anymore you know yeah. i use of course the classic waves waves plugins the, their bundles are awesome because i mean with waves alone you can do anything you know including production mm. you know then of course the t-rex you know i mess around with pro tools um air plugins there are plugins in pro tools that mm. are amazing you know i can even do a mix in pro tools from top to bottom without anything extra you know for me it's simple i have tons of plugins of course, but I don't use tons mm-hmm. of plugins. I know the ones I go for, you know. So I know you talked on you touched on mixing and mastering. Can yeah. you tell us what is the difference between mixing and mastering? Because some people think that that's the, they're the same, yeah. But they're actually different. So Fair. can you tell us what what it means to mix and what it means to master and how they're different? Okay, first of all, um, production maybe the conception mm-hmm. is not um, is not fixed to a pattern but you know when it's time to create you know you have the idea you maybe have a sketch whether it's in your head your phone and then you pen down Mm -hmm. maybe you produce then you write or you write and then you produce Mm -hmm. and then you compose you arrange then once you're done with the creation you move to the technical which is the mixing and mastering now mix mixing and mastering are not the same. Mm-hmm. I have no idea how. I think it's just the mixing and mastering mm-hmm. joined together. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. you know. So the truth is, mixing is taking. It's it's pretty much um, it's the part of the creative process that deals with the sonic characteristics, the characteristics of the music, mm-hmm. as opposed to oh, I like that guitar sound. I want this melody. Now you are like okay, the kick, the snare, the hi hat. How do I separate them so they are very, you know, intelligible in the music? Oh, I think this song is a classic. I think we need to put a guitar amp that, you know, gives it that rock feel mm-hmm. to sound like the 70s, maybe mm-hmm. something, you know, Nirvana or someone mm-hmm. did, you yeah. know. And at the end of the day, mixing is as in, is probably even almost maybe more important because everything is refined at that point the sonic char- characteristics of the music mm-hmm. the brightness the dullness everything you hear that um gives you the feeling of the music mm-hmm. for the most part is driven by the mix okay. you know okay i recorded in a dry room but this music is a 
big band song. That's the mixing. Mm. The mixing now goes, okay, look, we have a bunch of dry instruments. We got to take a good reverb, you know, something, maybe a plate reverb. Or if you want a big feel, you have your reverb set to maybe like hall just to create that feeling. Yeah. The idea is that's the sonic carving of the mm -hmm. music. You've done the creative music yeah. creation carving process. Mm -hmm. Now, this guy or the guys in some cases will sit and go, look, let's make this song, you know, hit you sonically mm -hmm. this way. Now, mastering, the way we use it, the context to use it, it's actually not completely correct because you know people say mixing and mastering mm -hmm. but the process of mastering is usually used in context of an album ideally what we do is mixing and pre-mastering based on maybe a single for instance it's called a pre-master because i mean we're talking about a body of work this is like okay before we get to that point of mastering this collective shown of music mm -hmm. let's do a pre-master for this, this 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 it's just terms but mixing and mastering are very different Mi mastering is basically taking the music and maybe by just light enhancements bringing it to commercial standard in relativity to the genre mm -hmm. you know okay mixing focuses on the sonic characteristics mastering basically goes okay now this song sounds wonderful but it's not loud enough okay at the end of the mix maybe the song is not bright enough let's just touch up a little and basically take the next song close to it you know mm -hmm. and say okay these songs can stand together in the market you don't want your record to come out and sound weak yeah. or without character so the mastering is just mastering is if it's if your mix is right the mastering is quick because i read that somewhere yes yeah. a mastering engineer is not a corrective sound engineer mm -hmm. if a mastering engineer is correcting errors on and your mix well. you know you need to go back to the mix so there are two different things the mixing engineer is probably the guy with the most work mm -hmm. because he has to take your creative idea the producer sit down with it sonically balance it so you are feeling what you felt when you made your music mm -hmm. maybe even better you know and you know that okay when i finish this record the guy out there who is not connecting to this guy has to connect to him, has to hear this vocal and feel, oh, love, or feel, you know, intensity, or feel, you know, happiness, you know. So they are intertwined. Mm -hmm. But you see mastering. Mastering is just the guy that goes, okay, you're done, right? Okay, good. Maybe pull up the levels, you know, apply little effects, maybe compression, EQ here and there, you know, stereo image, just to make it, okay, now we are taking it, out there yeah. there's a commercial standard this music has to be mastered for that yeah you know so now people know the difference between mixing and mastering and not just say it. it's information you know it's weird hmm? these days you know with the way information is mm -hmm. i it beats me because i didn't go to any sound engineering school i am uh how do i call it i in in high school i had a thing for literature okay. history so I naturally want information mm. and I can hear, you know, when you set a goal, a target and you tell yourself, yo, I want to hit this target. I really want to do it. Even if the situations are different, you start getting really close to it. So I started reading. Even till this day, I have books, I have courses on, you know, sound engineering that I have, you know, and I'm constantly researching. It's just the way. So, 
there was no way I wouldn't know the difference. Yes, yeah. I too was in that box, but mm-hmm. I knew it didn't make sense because they were two different things. It's like someone comes to you and says, um, I want to mix and master. And then you call a producer. Now, the person that has... I'm, I'm, not, I'm not saying producers don't mix and master, mm-hmm. but I'm just saying if you didn't know any better, mm-hmm. that would have made sense. Mm-hmm. Now, if you are in the business and you still don't know any better, then, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, then that, that, that's on you, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So, as a producer, do you have a unique sound? What makes, what is so distinctive about a V-Tech production? Very simple. They're awesome. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually, it's actually the sweetest answer to that question because it's, almost impossible to say okay this is why you know mm. i am the creator i know my music tonally now one of the things that vtech has had over the years which you know i it's just a gift from god is by um, virtue of experience growth and just being myself i am not confined to a box there are lots of productions i've done that people don't even know at the time when i produced a jajo Ajajo, which was um, produ- um, uh, P-Square featuring T.I. We were at the video shoot, and somebody there was like, Omo, this is Jackson trial for this production. And you're like... You know, yeah. I'm there, and my brother hears that, and he's like, Victor, and, I'm, and in my mind, I'm laughing, because I'm like, that's what it's about. That's why I said, it's awesome. It's not a sound, per se, you hear. You don't hear, you know, how you hear maybe a Don Jazzy production mm-hmm. or you hear, you know, someone else saying, you know, oh, that's how they do beats. Mm-hmm. VTech is not in that box. You know, I like to treat music. I like to call it traditionally. If I want to make a rock song, I want to make a rock song. I want you to hear a rock song and go, this is amazing. Who made it? Oh, VTech makes sense. You know, so yeah. that's that's the thing. I, I'm not that guy who has those particular set of instruments mm-hmm, that I yeah, like yeah. to use that once you hear it you know it's him yeah. you know and that's just what I feel makes me you know he- still be here mm-hmm. because I've done movie scores I'm still doing movie scores you know I've done radio production what just, movies have you scored? well there's a movie first I did the score for Clarence Peters short film Hex Okay. okay. I did the score then I also did the score for a movie called When Love Happens Again. Okay. It's in cinemas here, you know. I think I saw that promo for that somewhere. Yeah, yeah. I actually did the score. Nice. Me and Captain Femi. Captain Femi did a lot of the music, but I did the score. We were actually listening to Spotlight, but we knew with you and Captain Femi. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. So, so basically, I have plenty of range. I have worked with Fuji guys. Mm. I've worked with Ricky guys. I've worked with guys that in their mind are rock stars because as far as I'm <laughs> concerned, there's not a lot of them here. Mm. I've done a lot of gospel. So I don't have a tonal, you know, signature. Mm-hmm. Maybe you hear my voice yeah. on the record, yeah, but awesome. that's about it, you know. <laughs> yeah, I asked that question because I was reading an article, I was reading some article a while back and I remember um, it was they were interviewing Stargate. And they asked them that what was distinctive about their production. Like, what, what what makes a Stargate production? How would you know that that's Stargate? And they said that for them, they feel like their trademark is classic melodies with contemporary music production. So, well, they, they said that it's, they don't do too much, but they just do just enough. The thing with that replies, I could say that, oh, my production, you know, are very melodic. For me, I grew up on 
a lot of music. Mm-hmm. I am very musical. If you hear even my like pop beats, you'd still hear that music. Like, okay, this guy knows his strings, he knows his bass, he knows his guitar. He wants you to feel something, even if it's an unserious song. Mm-hmm. You know, I wouldn't say it's a classical thing. It's just where some people have picked up on a style. I picked up on the feeling, and I tried as much as possible to leave it on my records. Mm-hmm. Spotlight, for instance, people hear it and they're inspired. Then they listen to something else, and they feel like there's a feeling it gives you. And then some say the songs, like the beats, sing. That's actually the way my productions are described the, the most. They said the beats, like the instrumentations mm-hmm. they, sing. they sing. When you hear them, you can hear songs. I don't know if that is the perfect, <laughs> you know, but but I mean, if someone tells you, when I hear your production, it sings, great, yeah. that must be what you feel. Yeah. You know, and there's some hear it and they're like, it's very musical. You can hear it and know, okay, this is music. It's not just a great record, but it's music. You know, so mm-hmm. that's just, I guess that's, and of course, on my records, I put my signature. <laughs> awesome. You know. <laughs> Okay, do you think that Nigerian music has a peculiar sound? Still sticking with that sound question that I have. Do you think that Nigerian music has a peculiar sound Mm -hmm. and that can be identified Mm -hmm. anywhere in the world? And do you think it should have a particular name? Because, you know, I don't know if you've read, you know, there are lots of articles that say there's this whole issue between Afrobeat and Afrobeats and Afropop. So do you think that Nigerian music has a peculiar sound? And if it doesn't, should it? Okay. This is the this is the first the first thing that causes all these <laughs> long things. Yeah. That's why I call it. Unnecessary <laughs> drama. <laughs> you know the, the the first thing is we are such a diverse country. Mm-hmm. You have your Bahasa Igbo mm-hmm. inside the Igbo people. Mm. They have Ari Aria. They have High Life. They, I'm sure they have a whole lot of other music styles we don't mm-hmm. know. I don't even know what the Northerners call theirs mm-hmm. in the West. I mean, Lagos, the Yoruba land, yeah, you have Juju, you have Fuji, mm-hmm. you have Akpala, you yeah. have Waro. Mm-hmm. Now, how do you take all these many styles and just call, maybe maybe Zuma on the map and go Nigeria, mm. this sound? It's impossible. Now, to go further, Nigerians are musical uh, musical people, but at the same time, they are not... How, how, I'm, I'm thinking of a word that won't sound too mean, but the word is, or the term is, Nigerians explore whatever works. So you see right now, a lot of big records here sound like what, you know, like the post-effect of Kona. <laughs> yeah. Do you know that when that song came out, I, I, I swear, I felt like every other song was trying to replicate exactly. that Exactly. Same thing with this whole Ghana groove, mm. this whole Azonto, Azon, yes, or the, yes, the, the I don't know what they call it, but that style, that 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 thing that the Ghanaians did mm, for a while, and then yeah. we picked up. So it's difficult. All this Afrobeat, Afro hip hop, it is just. I can come out and say my song style is Afro high life jazz, you know, and mm-hmm. then I start flaunting it. It's Afro difficult high. to categorize Nigerian artists. That is probably why a lot of mainstream guys may not even get the proper international recognition mm. because you can't find... They say, don't be in a box. But even outside the box, there are boxes. Mm. You are a singer, a rapper, or a singer that raps. Or you are... You know, that th- those descriptions are clear. Mm-hmm. Okay, when they listen to you, they could tell, okay, this is a reggae person that's maybe singing R&B every now and then. Mm-hmm. Oh, this 
kind of music is derived from here. Basically, what we do, if I was to call Nigerian music anything, I'd call it Afrofusion. Mm. Personally, Afrofusion. why I would call it Afrofusion? Not because of the fusion style, because of the word. Mm-hmm. I mean, we are biting from everywhere. everywhere. It's all encompassing. Remember when Awilo the Goomba was <laughs> like a demigod? Yes. Yeah. Everybody had yes. an Awilo type record. <laughs> Do you understand? Mm-hmm. So I have always called what we do Afrofusion mm-hmm. because there will always be that Nigerian factor. Mm-hmm. Maybe the language, maybe mm-hmm. the melodies, but we don't have a style. Mm-hmm. The styles we have are the traditional styles. You know, the yeah. same way you go to Brazil and say, what kind of music do Brazilians do? I'm like, okay, we know of the sambas, you know, the, 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 like the samba yeah. and the, the other styles mm-hmm. they do. Now, the trick is this. They have very intertwined culture so you can associate their music to one dominant culture mm-hmm. you know same thing with maybe the francophone speaking people you'd mm-hmm. go sukus mm-hmm. makosa zuk mm-hmm. but you see here there are too many and they are on the opposite sides mm-hmm. yoruba music has nothing to do with not that music yeah. Igbo music has nothing to do with any of them yeah. so it's it's just nigeria cannot be put in a category yeah. So we're sticking, we're sticking with yours, Afrofusion. I I would call it Afrofusion. Yeah. That's why a lot of times, oh, Two Face got on the billboard for world music. Why would they put him in world music? Because they don't exactly know right. what he does, you know. And as awesome as it is, that's what we deal with. What is the Grammy going to nominate, or what are the Grammys going to nominate you for? Best nice haircut. <laughs> Do you understand? Yeah. They are going to want to be able to say best vocal performance so what's vocal performance see about mm-hmm. your performance mm-hmm. okay best r&b okay now they create a category that says best international act but even in that category people go ah femi kuti gets nominated a lot of course he gets nominated a lot he has a genre he is a sound mm. even if he decides to sing on a whiskey um right. song he's still afrobeat you know, yeah. Angela Kijo, you know, these mm-hmm. are people that were recognized by not the pop stations, yeah, not the sure. pop yeah. awards, like the proper academy type awards. Mm-hmm. And that's where we need to start figuring out. Nigerians brag about what they have, but what they have is not exactly theirs all the way. Mm. And that causes a problem. Now, you see people box themselves in and say, eh, well, what did Kasami, the, the, the world, the world, and they can't go. We are kings here. I'm like, no, <laughs> no, 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 you know. But, hey, it's the world. What can we do? We didn't create it. <laughs> okay, we'll be right back after this quick commercial break. Stay tuned. And we're back with Ted. Thank you for sticking around with us. Yeah. I was yeah. asking you when I was off. If I was stressing you, but you're like, no, you're doing good, you're doing good. <laughs> not at okay. all, not great, at all. great, thank you. Very good example, mm. Daria Taladi featuring mm-hmm. Olamide. I just got told, um, make something that will work for Daria, and then the Afrobeat. I thought, okay, Daria hasn't done Afrobeat. Mm. I'd like to do Afrobeat mm. for him. And there was a friend of mine, so you know, once the beat started, I knew, okay, this was going to be another Asiko, yeah. but it can't be the older ones mm-hmm, he had, mm-hmm. and. That as it go, like, yeah. mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that part was the first part that came. Mm-hmm. In fact, I made the production <laughs> so that I could record that part, the, the demo, yeah, yeah. and then we started composing from there, you know. And then my guy who also writes, his name is Chang. Chang. Is that, is, that's his 
stage name anyway. Okay. You get Chang Cheng. I, I, I can't even explain why it's so because it's evil. But <laughs> does it have a social media handle? Yes, it does. What is the social media? Call me Chang. That's call, call hyphen me. Um, no, no, call underscore uh-huh. me underscore Chang, Chang yeah. on Instagram. He's yeah. a good writer. In yeah. fact, a lot of the songs I did with P Square, if there was anybody I ran it by, it was him. Mm. Because we are kind of like muse. Mm. You know, where you mm-hmm. find someone that. You know, y'all are just, yes. you can Jones and be serious in the same mm-hmm. realm. I mean, you know, we're just like that. Mm-hmm. So he's that guy. And we do a love writing. We do a love writing, mm-hmm. you know. And um, for me, it's just how the music comes. But a lot of times they come in beats. Okay, a hook, a pre-hook or a pre-chorus and then a hook. Mm. And then the beat. Sometimes it's the beat and the verses. Very rarely do lyrics come without music. Very rarely. Very rarely. Like, I could count the amount of times I wrote words that were not to a song. You know, so it's just the way it forms in my head. Mm -hmm. I think I've just programmed, yes, probably because of the way I started. Because when I started production, I had all these demo softwares. So I had to start and finish the song. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You understand? Fruity Loop was the guy that showed me that, like, I had to produce now and finish now. I couldn't save and come back to it. So maybe through that experience, I just knew, okay, Victor, I mean, the board of directors in my brain are sitting down. Okay, <laughs> the big guy is working and then the lyricist is working and then the melody guy is working, working. All, just, all just creating music, which is why another thing is for me, making music is a very short process. I'm not that guy that spends... Weeks on a song, mm. no, unless I'm just having an off day. But for me, it's um, it's it's almost um freakish. It freaks me out sometimes because then I have to slow down and go. Okay, are you speeding too much? You know, mm-hmm. but it's just the way it works for me. You know, it's just the way it works for me. Music comes together a lot of times. Very rarely do I have a beat idea that doesn't have a song. Okay, so when did you get recognition as a music producer? Was it after a particular project or song? Well, the biggest the biggest recognition I got, the biggest thing for Vitek, you know, was working with P-Square. Mm-hmm. You know, on their last album, I had the highest production credit. I yeah, also I produced five, right? Shekini. Yeah. You know, on that much, you know, contempt, you know, I actually didn't get credit for personally. Interesting. Yeah, actually I didn't because... I produce personally. Yeah, I know you did. And in the weights, the weights, it's balanced. I produce personally and it was co-produced by Paul because mm. it was an original idea from him. Mm-hmm. You understand? Is there a but, reason why you didn't get... Um, well, that's now the sentimental part. Oh, it's okay. the issue of... It's now an individual yeah, thing. Yeah. It's an individual thing. It's not a business thing. Mm-hmm. We didn't have an arrangement that said, oh, Vitek, you don't get credit. Yeah. There's there's also another major artist that once told me, can I be a ghostwriter? But this is post peace square. I'm like, no. Yeah. You understand? So... Personally, um, Ejajo mm-hmm. featuring um, T.I. Mm-hmm. Um, Shekini. Shekini was really big in the continent. You know, I did. Um, that's that's basically where people knew VTech from. Yeah. VTech has been there. I've done works. The song with Captain Femi was a year before. Mm-hmm. It was getting rotations and radio yeah, remember, steady. Yeah. A lot yeah. of people knew. But when they now went, okay, this is someone we have to look out for. 
was the piece for time. Because that was Double Trouble, right? Yes. And you produced um, five tracks, Shekini, yes. Ejajo, Nobi Joke, um, EJ Love, Enemy and Solo. Enemy Solo. Yeah. That's how we lose. Yeah. yeah. And you also mixed and mastered. Yeah, pretty much along, the entire Yeah, album. except for like, I read that, except for two, or, two records. Yeah, which was, and those two records, of course, ran by me because I was the supervising producer. Uh, Do you understand? It started with me, ended with me. So my contribution on the album was very huge. Yeah, very but, I mean, I, you know, I think that just even during developing, even just developing the show and just doing all the research, I, I think for me, I was just, it was just nice to see that music producers are actually being cited. You know, we're actually saying, oh, this was produced by VTech. Credit to, you know what I'm trying to say? Because a lot, back in the day, that was not even, that was not, I mean, we're, we're not perfect, we're not there yet. But mm-hmm. I'm saying that it's nice to have that, to have to have to read something and say oh produced by VTech or you go to Wikipedia and you see all oh, the different tracks from Double Trouble and it's like oh produced by this produced by that you have an um, artist releasing album track list and it specifically states who produced what who mixed and mastered what yeah. you know, so well well for one it's good you know but like you said we're not there yet of course it's not enough to put a person's name on of a course, jacket yes. or Wikipedia no, 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 yeah. you understand you have to make people it's because and I say this as a Nigerian. Nigerians, we don't really like ourselves. I think that's the way to describe it. Nigerians quickly become prejudiced because some people just have an issue with you being successful. Example, me. I am a victim of that, or was a victim of that. Now I'm not tied to those um, strings. Where you pop out and then some people are like, uh-huh. So, um, so, so, okay, you produce peace, but when they came here that day, you were not with them now. And then you see people go behind and be like, ah, what do you think? And then talks start coming out. Now people start building this impression of you that's not consistent with your person. At the end of the day, there's almost this silent resentment, especially because I didn't do what they call industry internship. I popped out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. So I had issues with a lot of people that way in quotes nice people but they just felt like i was taking something that i didn't work but there's enough i don't know there's there's enough room in the sky for everybody to that's 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 why i said we here don't really like ourselves it is not enough to see all this space in the sky it's why are you here with me yeah why are we up here together you you be my junior now you know those mm. things that sh- make their mind yeah, shallow yeah. so at the end of the day it it affects work it affects work so if you the artist say oh produced by vitek then they ask you another day and you go oh, produced by one and sound engineer like that you're already negating what you said mm. now these guys want to go and so what and the other producers but I mean, I could use an artist or two as an example of what happens when your artist understands that these people don't need jackets. They don't need... Yeah, it goes beyond that. It goes beyond that. And if you have a producer, your producer is also an extension of you. You do not disconnect from the guy who Mm -hmm. makes your music Mm -hmm. that way. You understand? The way I disconnected from a few people. Mm -hmm. And I am thankful for it because... I was, in quotes, under that shadow for a long time. Mm-hmm. I was new. Yeah. In 2014, getting my break, there was a lot I didn't know. Mm-hmm. And the people around me were not telling me. So I was jumping into loopholes. And time was gone. Mm-hmm. So I decided, yo, it's better I have no ties with you. So I know I don't have anybody. It makes no sense to say, oh, I have a father, but 
I don't have a father figure. Mm-hmm. It happens. I'm saying it does. It doesn't make it good. So that's yeah. basically it. Just, just to quickly go back, what was it like working on Double Trouble album? What was that? What was mm. the experience like? The experience was good. It was good. I mean, these are the like at the time they were Africa's top group. You know, yes, they still are. Well, by accomplishments. Yeah. Yes, but you see, time moves. Yeah. You time know. Is for no one. You know, Michael Jackson is not the pop singer of the year this year's mm-hmm. Grammy, or won't win it. Because it's not here, mm-hmm. but the by accomplishment, P Square are the best work ethic, good. Yeah, you know. Then they, as people, know the business. So working with them was a very good eye opener for good and for bad. Mm-hmm. Because I also came to understand the industry. I mean, yeah, I remember reading that, like you said that. You, you understand? The, I came to remember the in, uh, like to realize the industry. I mean, like okay, though everybody's your friend, but they are not. So at the end of the day, I learned it from them. Mm. As much as I learned, okay, this is what it's like when you now being focused on. Okay, this is what it feels like when people now see you as the first to reckon with. Mm-hmm. Okay, that guy over there, this is how you run business with them. I learned it in that time. You know, but then working with Peace Square, I was studio engineer. Okay. I was not um integrated into them. That's why I never went for gigs. I mean the first time I saw P-Square perform was this year oh, wow. at Afrima, of which I wasn't nominated this year, but I was nominated last year mm. and two years ago. I was the first time I saw these guys, and I had produced with these guys for three years. So I think that just basically <laughs> explains what I'm talking what about. What was that experience like seeing them perform? Well, I already knew they were awesome at yeah. it. But at the same time, it was almost, it was happy, it was a happy, sad thing because <laughs> yeah. from the back room, from the outside, it looked good. But mm-hmm. from the back room, I'm like, yo, that song, I produced it. Yeah. These people are cheering you now, but I never got, I never got, yo, VTech, let's go and watch me perform. Do you understand? Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I was helped several times yeah. by them. So it's, it's like a half, full half empty mm-hmm, scenario mm-hmm. but coming out of it it now prepared me for what was next because now people knew who i was yeah. i wasn't trying to over introduce myself so apart from peace square because like i didn't mention it during the introduction what other artists have you worked with Dari? Dari, shaman i worked with awilo lugumba um i did something with jermaine jackson before he left okay you know there's a guy called vergu from portugal mm-hmm. worked with still working with him um, there's a guy now that's really popping off. He's he's on the francophone axis. His name is Jody Clark. Okay. Also popping off. Um, you I've have worked... Dumebi, your artist? Yes. Dumebi is also, by the way, she's a songwriter. And she's also an awesome musician. Hope you to know. have her on the show sometime. Yeah, yeah. yeah it'll, be, it'll be sweet because, yeah, again, that's why these shows exist, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. These people never get talked yes. about. You know. These are people that were there when I was creating the music I made for P-Square. So they know. They even have contributions. Mm. You know. But, okay, now, do maybe... Um, is, it true that you, is it true that you mix and mastered Cynthia Mo- some of Cynthia Morgan's songs? There are only two Cynthia Morgan songs that have come out on that not side that I didn't mix. Oh, wow. Every single one. Mm. Um, lead Me On... See Martinia, German Jews, mm-hmm. Taken. Mm-hmm. We could go on all day. Yeah. 
you know she had the one with stone boy and on my mixed jobs now i put that awesome mix mm -hmm. it's a girl voice saying awesome mix because mm -hmm. i can't go v-tech on the mix mm -hmm. cheesy yeah so i can't do v-tech on the mix that's cheesy you know so i just hope people pick up on it <clears throat> i've done quite a lot of work is it true that you um mixed and mastered cindy's jam question and open and close yes i did i did jam question i did open and close i did um the one there's a there's one okay open and close and jam yeah. question i did um mix work and i mastered Oriente and mm. um shady okay cool, cool. you know so i've i've again i in fact it's one of the hardest things to do these days oh vitek what have you done and then i'm like oh my god forget something <laughs> yeah, now you know yeah. i've worked with quite a lot of people who dress up karim mm -hmm. you know i was on a song with him in 2013 of which the song got a nomination what's the song it's called woes okay. i go woes it wasn't moringa no, Moringa is another one. Okay. Moringa wasn't even that popular. Yeah. I Go Woz was the one that, you know, we were performing together, yeah. industry nights, you know, celebration. I yeah. did make some, you know, it's just at that point I was juggling production and artists. Yeah. So I just decided, okay, you know what? Producer is going to do a lot of work for me. Boom, artists on the side. So now when I go on stage, some people are like, how you sing? It's like, it's like that, that part of my life yeah. is now at upcomer yeah. side. <laughs> Which is fair. Yeah. I don't pretend like you're supposed to know. No, yeah. no, no, you're not. You don't have a crystal yeah. ball, you know. That when I pass by, it shows yeah. me on stage. But as, an, as an artist in 2012, you released um, a mixtape called First Impression. Right? Yes, I did. What was the reception like to that? It was good, but it was very low key. Mm. You understand? It was mostly people who had already been looking at VTech that saw it, not new people. Which is another thing that you know, going forward, I am really working on, mm. and. I have to say it's it's one of the it's a blessing to have to find your path on your own because you learn. You know, VTech is blessed. VTech has, you know, the decorations, you know, the works. You know, the business is still a work in progress because it costs a lot to do music. And then I was just this guy that needed to get out. You know. Right so now we're listening to Dreams Away. Yeah. Yeah. So so first impression was just okay let's put this mm -hmm. out you know and then i met with the dress like i think a year later so mm -hmm. we did you know these songs together i did the stage and i had to stop it for show yeah. and uh, perform studio work mm -hmm. which was predominantly this the peace square album mm -hmm. you know so moving forward i'm like okay i have learned so much fine whether you like it or not you're in a business that needs money but money is not everything yeah. you understand and I am working, I mean, I put out a record, like, the Christmas Eve called Holiday. I had all this bunch of people on yeah, it. Yeah, I have that. Um, yeah. That's the one with um, Capital, Capital Femi, The Myth, you know, the Maybe, Chang, yeah. Metronomy, yeah. or Luchi. I call her Luchi. Yeah. You know? Oh, because, you know, I was like, just because, like, when I, when I saw Luchi, I was like, wait, I know you know, there's a rapper called Luchi. Mm -hmm. So I was, like, I was confused. I was like, is that the same? But I was like, this is a girl. Well, it's a girl. <laughs> and it's a girl. She was on one of the project themes and she was one of the hot ones. Mm -hmm. Like, she was one of, she's really good. She's doing a lot of theater now, mm -hmm. you know, that theater stuff. So, you know, I just, this, this project for me is more personal because mm -hmm. you see, now I cannot come out as an artist, but I cannot stay as a producer. So now, how do I balance it? Mm -hmm. 
and that's where the idea of VTech Presents come from. That is VTech Presents. Mm. It's a project, and I will be putting out the body of work most definitely next year. Mm-hmm. I already have some major collabs, mm. you know, one of which is a song with Awilo. Okay. You know, I'm singing all right, I'm producing, but it's like what Timbaland did with, you know, the old the, his albums. Yeah. You know, he yeah. would do a bunch of yeah. parts, and then. And then so this is my project. I am still doing production work. And because of the way I'm making this music, I can also perform them. You know, me and Dume B do a lot of performances together because I actually have had do songs with me. Mm. So we perform together. Mm-hmm. And of course, it's always amazing because, I mean, she's also an amazing performer. Mm. You know, so it's, 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 uh, it's amazing. You know, I, I would say, though, I wish in our business we got the financial um, credit as much as we got the, you know, mm-hmm. I like to call them yeah. the mundane credit. Yeah. Because since I'm running my own private record label, I'm funding it myself, mm-hmm. you know. And I just look forward to, you know, people actually now looking and saying, look, we need to stop putting our money in... I, um, what what illustration do I use? We need to stop putting our money inside leaking baskets. Oh, yeah. Because there are many people that are just, you know they are flashing the pan. You can deceive yourself all day. But you see, VTech has done the test of time. Do you understand? Mm-hmm. I started production. My very first, okay, this is a VTech production, was in, uh, that got out. was in, I think, 2009. So, VTech has been around. Yeah. And he's still here. So, naturally, you would think that a person would look at that and go, okay. You have a track record. You know, I should be able to invest in that. Without you know mm-hmm. the standards mm-hmm. and all of that, mm-hmm. but hey, our country is seriously not that place yet, and very rarely happens. But I am of the opinion that yo, it doesn't matter. Who are your biggest music production influences? Well, because I grew up on a love music, I, I, I picked up from everywhere. But for a time, mm-hmm. I was a Timbaland junkie. <laughs> Which is yeah. kind of a generational thing. Yeah, but I feel like yeah, yeah. I really love this music. It's uh-huh. you know, and hey, what can I say? He was one of the biggest influences, one of the biggest. Yeah. Then so, maybe Dr. Dre. Dr. Dre. Yeah, yeah. So for people I've interviewed, that's been a consistent, you know, Dr. Dre. What about Nigerian music producers? There was none. What about now? Now that, that you like that you not oh no like, like, there, like there are many yeah, that you, that there you are just many. like you look at you hear their work and you're like this is so dope yes there are many and I'll name a few okay well let's take a quick break and then we'll let you name maybe you should think about more people that you want to name okay alright yeah hmm. so who are the Nigerian music producers that you just see you, you hear the you, you hear their work or you work with them and you're like this is these people inspire me well um I'm a very big fan of Mastercraft okay I actually really like his stuff. What is it that you like about Mastercraft? The music. Mm. That's the thing. He's no matter what Mastercraft is producing, it's musical. So there's a lot of richness. Mm. It's you hear it and know that's music. Even if it's a as we call it tile tile track, <laughs> it yeah. still feels like music. Mm. You know. There's still emotion. There's a bass. You know. I like what DJ Kublon does. Mm. I really do like mm. it a lot. You know, there used to be a producer back in the day called Spanky. Yes. I really like I don't know, but I liked his stuff. That's so I love Yeah, I love the stuff. <laughs> yeah. You know, um of course I like what Don Jazzy does, mm. you know. Of course, 
major, major respect for Cobas. Mm. You know, I mean, he was like the first producer I heard here that was doing things with music that I didn't think could happen here. You know, you could hear production and be like, that's a Nigerian guy. Mm. Okay, I think I need to fix what I believe about us. You know, somehow they played a role, you know. And then, of course, my, um, I like to call him my big bro, <laughs> you know. Of course, you know Oscar. Yes. Yes, Oscar, 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 for the most part, for me, apart from the music, he also has been influential experientially. Yeah. You know, I have picked up a lot from him, a lot. Yeah. And I tell him, you know, even if sometimes I want to do like this drive-by <laughs> shootout on just his legs, not his over, yeah. just the legs. But I mean, he's 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 also another producer respect. He knows the sound. These are guys that are musical, mm. so I'm attracted to that. There are tons of them. I I wish I could recollect yeah, every. But those are the ones. That... But those are the ones that come to mind. So, what do you like to do for fun outside the music? Okay, now I am. Uh, I like to call myself a geek. So I do a lot of the whole video game. Okay, what video games do you play? I I I'm not wrapped in the genre. I like action. Right now I'm playing Assassin's Creed, the new oh, one. Oh, okay. You know, and then there's another game, Act of Aggression. I like strategy. I like games that are strategy. I'm not that round one fight kind of person. I, I, I like it, yeah. but I like a game that makes you go, okay, point A to point B, you have all these hurdles, you gotta pass it. Yeah. I like I I mean I'm a game head. That's yeah. the best way if I we could have a whole new interview on that. Yeah. <laughs> Do you understand? Yeah. And then of course I like to hang out with my guys, just have chats, you know, just basically catch up on life, you know, and occasionally go out. It's just I've entered this place as a I like to say person slash businessman where you know that outings in this part it's not just bound by okay, let's just take a walk. You also have to spend, yeah. you know, and I'm always very careful now because of what I have to do next. Mm-hmm. You know, this does not suggest that I don't have. It just means, okay, now I calculate a lot differently. Mm-hmm. That's why I love my game. I love my yeah. game. I have my game pad somewhere in here. Speaking of going out, do you, um, yeah, I, I see one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I see one pad. <laughs> Speaking of going out, do you go to clubs to see what people are listening to or what the clubs are playing and how, if that's supposed to, not supposed to, that, how that influences your sound as well that you're creating? Okay. First of all, I'm not much of a club guy, okay. but I do go to the clubs every now and then. Mm-hmm. Just maybe visit or there might be an event. Or there might be someone who invited me, yeah. which is very much likely the case. Yeah. You know, I club not that much, but I try to just be in touch. And because creativity is not boxed by the time you're in, maybe that's why a person could say, okay, Vitek is not a two-day sound. He's just a sound. Mm. I don't go out and go, oh, that's what people are dancing to. I should mm, make more that, of that. Yeah. So I, I just narrow it down to do I want to do it will it be fun for me and i'm a geek okay yes well, let me know that you're a geek <laughs> um what have you been listening to recently and what types of sounds get you hyped well i'm i'm a, i like instrumental music okay. you know i listen to a lot of soundtracks like movie soundtracks a lot yeah. you know orchestral music is like the high for me i want to really get you know do more of that mm. but 
you know, it's, it's gradual. Yeah. Then I listen to, I, 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 that's the funniest thing. I think I'm just, it's almost suggests that has no order. But for me, there is too much music. I listen to any. Lately, I've been listening to a lot of, um, I think it's called Sukus. Mm-hmm. The guy called DJ Arafat. Like, okay. I've been listening to him a lot. At the same time, I've been listening to a rock band or a rock artist called Nomi. Lovely. Not Nigerian. Nigerian. He has an album called Be Your Own God. I've been listening to a lot of Drake views. Mm -hmm. I've been listening to a lot of, you know, I have all these old CDs here, Mm -hmm. the Osadebi and Co. Mm -hmm. I just mix it up. Okay. You know, so I'm just in that realm. I'm not here, 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 here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and it's fun. I like it that way. It works for me. Fine. Let's just take a quick break and then we'll wrap it up with a few more questions and then I will let you go. And okay. go and have breakfast. Yes, I need to eat. <laughs> okay, <laughs> we are back I need after to gain this. weight and be fresh. <laughs> yes, well, I mean, be fresher. Right? Yeah, okay, fried, fried, fried. We'll be right back after this quick commercial <laughs> break. Um, you know, before I go back to the fun questions, what I wanted to ask you, you know, that magical healing song. Yeah. One piece was it off an album? Actually, it was just that was the first thing I did for them. Yeah. It was oh. almost like a test and. They were willing to run with it, mm. but then it leaked. Yeah, that's something. Yeah, it leaked. Like, yeah. It leaked. Who, and who I had no idea. Although, we didn't even bother to find I out know. because, I mean, ideally, they were intending to feature a big international act. And if, mm. it would not even make sense for me to leak it, yeah. knowing that, oh, this chick might be on it, yeah. or this guy might be yeah, on it. Yeah. So, you know, it was just the reality of it. And that was when we stopped letting people have these songs before it was yeah, released. Yeah, sure. You Lock know. and keep. There's a song of mine that I have not even released. I played it for a DJ here on Christmas Day and he said somebody sent it to him. Ah. I don't know how the person got it, but then at one point or the other, one or two people have gotten the song. So how do you, do you just let anyone into your studio? No. So how, how do they get it? First of all, I have friends that I let listen to my music. The friends have, the list has shrunk. Yeah, because now. I, yeah, I was about it to has say, really yeah, shrunk. Yeah. You know, but apart from that, there's also the fact that we just casually let people have, like, there's that one guy mm. that you just let have your song. Now, all sorts of variables might be the reason why the next person got it. Mm-hmm. So now I'm just very careful. You know, especially yeah. for full songs. Yeah. Like the song I did with Awilo. Mm. The only person that has it is the guy who, for a long time, has been doing my online PR. Mm. He's the only one. And that's because he and I know the game. Yeah. We don't mess around yeah. with that stuff. Yeah. You know, he's, a, he's also quite good and he's very intelligent. So he's a guy that, oh, let me listen. Let me have ideas of what we can do with mm-hmm. it. You know. So that's it, though. I don't mess around no more. Nope. <laughs> I don't mess around no more. Okay. Nope. Speaking of the production process, what was it? Because I'm playing Z- um, Zena's Pana. Yeah, Pana. What was? What was? How? What was? What was it like making that, that track? Actually, that record I made it for. I made it a while ago. Hmm. I made it. I sent it to someone, an artist, and for lack of a better term, they were slacky. Then I sent it to another. And then she was not she she wanted it but she wanted she was playing a card that I wasn't comfortable with. Mm. Now I was supposed to do stuff for Zena and then I just played it for her and then she said, Okay, let me play it for Deola who's mm-hmm. you know and then she was blown away. 
and the song that was with me for maybe four or five months we finished it in four days this song is predominantly do maybe that's do maybe mm-hmm. she's the one that pretty much wrote this song what was did you know what inspired her to write the song actually i had a direction oh, okay what was the i direction? just the direction was um you know this strong female character like mm-hmm. you know girls don't girls culturally here are of the opinion that you can't ask a guy out mm-hmm. but this chick is like yo she's very she's very strong driven you know forward. i know you like me we're going to go out we're going to go out <laughs> yeah. you know it's very very you Assertive. know shaka zulu lina or something yeah. like that so <laughs> <laughs> so basically um that's what it is and she cut it you know she did the demo and then of course zena mm-hmm. performed it yeah. Now okay. Zena killed it. I, I mean, hey, Zena did really well yeah. with it. All right, got a few more minutes. Let me just go back to the fun random questions. What do you miss? This is this is a weird question, but what do you miss the most about being an unknown producer? Do you you know do you miss that freedom to make mistakes? So what do you miss? <laughs> this is a very weird way to say, but then people just um, supported mm. because I was that small yeah, boy yeah. that we soon blew. Yeah. You know, that's actually what I miss because mm. once I did something and okay, four nominations yeah, yeah. here, three nominations here, okay, this song is topping the charts, people are calling me from other countries, then all of a sudden you're like, Hey, you don't do yeah, now. Yeah. You know, that's actually what I miss. Yeah. Because VTech of two thousand and twelve would have gotten someone to put down ten million. VTech mm. of twenty sixteen is having people going, uh, you've come you've come quite a distance. And you know now you know this thing, mm-hmm. so you, we can't come at you and say, "Give us this," and we we'll, give us ten percent, and we we'll take ninety percent. Yeah, do you yeah, understand? Yeah. Which is something I hear there is actually a label or a body I don't know in the country right now that will sign you. They will invest, you know, do everything, but everything you get from them is ten percent. And I think it's for the five years or so. And I'm like, how desperate can one be? I mean, even if it's a 360 deal, that's like, so 1090? Well. And 1090 is crazy. Though. I yeah. think 1090 is crazy because it can work for the first year. Yeah. And then when you pick up, it may not be enough. Yeah, Especially have... when the company is not under obligation to take care of you. Mm-hmm. So that 10% now has to cater to maybe even production. Yeah. So now all of a sudden, 10% that it's was good for. Yeah. So VTech of then, that's the only thing I truly miss. Yes. I don't miss being unknown in terms of visually because mm-hmm. I mean not a lot of people know my face I know a lot of people see me and go B-Tech and then they reference the song I did mm-hmm. I'm like wow so you know but what I miss is that natural support for the young guy coming up yeah. because once I got here and I got something most of those people started you know there's this idea that once you make wave you become proud you become snobby so a lot of people were ready for that and just assumed it the other half were like ah we've been here and now you want to show up, okay, and let's ride. It now became like this turf war. Yeah. It's silent, but it's there. And then it became a hell of a journey because this is 2016. Mm-hmm. My biggest project was in 2014. Between then and now, I've not done a whole lot because mm-hmm. I literally sucked myself in. You know, I wasn't going out. I was just indoors trying to figure stuff out. Mm-hmm. What do I really want to do? Okay, now someone comes and says, Vitek, what do you want to do? You can't tell them, I want to be the greatest producer ever. That's so scattered, you know. But now I have plans. I have mm-hmm. business plans. Mm-hmm. I have things that are just waiting to be executed. Yeah. 
you know. That's cool. So that's, that's what I miss, really. Well, I'm going to let you go. Thank you so much, VTech. You're welcome. This has been... I was going to ask you what, what should we expect from you in 2017, but you have already said at the beginning that we should expect a lot of awesomeness. Yeah, actually. Actually, it's going to be because this time around, I'm, I'm, I'm done figuring stuff yeah. out. It's execution Execute, time. Yeah. I also feel, you know, blessed to be here. Mm-hmm. And I tie everything to God. This time around, I don't, I don't want to take credit for being alive because he's the one who does it. Mm-hmm. I tell anyone, I tell my crew, you got to check with God. That's the most important thing. 2017 is sure because he confirms it, mm-hmm. period. Mm-hmm. I don't care what the circumstances are. Yeah. So if anyone wants to follow you, how, how can people get to know more about VTech? For those who do not know, how can you give us your Instagram, Twitter handle? Okay. Um, my Facebook is www.facebook.com slash VTechTheAwesome okay. or VTechJab. Then my handles everywhere is at VTEC D awesome. No space. V T E K D A W E S O M E. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn. And to end it on a positive note, for those people who or anyone who's trying to become a music producer, what advice would you have or do you, would you like to give to them? The advice I'd give anyone. It's maybe even a life advice. It's fail and get it out of the way. Hmm. I think that's the word. Don't come in here afraid that things will be rosy. No. If you know, okay, it's going to take seven failures, seven mishaps to get to the eighth day of glory. You should start now. A lot of people haven't started because of these fears. A lot of people have started, but they're afraid to go further because of these things. You have to start. Fail and get it out of the way. Learn. Grow. Put yourself out. Believe in your craft. People will question you. People will challenge you. Oh, what do you think you have? You tell them this is what I have. And then you put it on the table and they're like, wow, this guy knows his or her onions. So it's very important that, first of all, you can't come with fear. You have to get up and go. Two, actually work on your craft. The longevity favors those who are who um, reinvent themselves. Longevity favors the reinventors of self. Mm -hmm. So you cannot be a fixed being creatively. Mm -hmm. You must develop. As you are facing the challenges, you are also getting better. So the challenges have no choice but to respond to you. Well, Fitek, this was a really... Did you have a good time? Actually, I did. It's been a while that um, (laughs) I just... um, Spoke awesomely. <laughs> awesomely. <laughs> yeah, this awesomeness. <laughs> but I'm really glad I did this interview with you. I'm so glad because I was really hope I would I was kinda worried that wasn't gonna happen. You know, you're super busy trying to get yeah. you here. But I'm glad that you took out time. I really, really appreciate that. Thank you for coming on the show. You're welcome. So we're looking forward to hearing more from you in twenty seventeen. Yep. Lots of awesome stuff. Yep. Lots of new work with artists, yeah, and yeah, website yeah. manager, all the all the great stuff. That mm-hmm. you're looking yeah, to. yeah. Cool. All right. Well, thank you so much, everyone. This is the show. I'll be back with another special producer and the show talking about the creative process and we're touching issues on business and legal matters. Till then, bye. The SNC podcast is produced by Shade Anousier and Tommy Wapaumi. To ensure you don't miss subsequent episodes, you can follow the show on its various social media handles at 
the SNC podcast. So that's T H E S N C P O D C A S T. And that name is universal across Twitter, Instagram, SoundCloud, Facebook, iTunes, and Mixcloud. Alternatively, you can follow me on Twitter at Shade Nonconform. Till next week, cheers.